Hey everybody, hopefully everybody is uh, doing okay. This is the Art of Relationships and going to be talking about divorce and going to be talking about, you know, breaking up. And I know I'm all about trying to save relationships, you know, trying to save and fix marriages even after somebody cheats, after, you know, there's been betrayal. Um, I look at, I want everybody and I tell people I don't want anybody to have regrets, okay? And I talk about regrets, meaning I don't want people walking away from a relationship or a marriage, you know, thinking about, damn, I wish I would have done this. I could have done this. You know what? What if I did do this? I should have done this. I want those to be exhausted. The only way I tell people I don't want those to be exhausted are, of course, if your life is in danger, then I tell people, you need to get to safety. You need to be in a safe place because I don't want anyone getting hurt or getting killed. Uh, not at all, okay? So other than that, I want people to look at, you know, are there regrets? Um, I don't want people walking away. I should have done this. I should have done that. We all are about learning about ourselves, right? You know what? Trying to learn what I could have done to be a better partner, to what stuff I could have stopped doing to be a better partner. So for those of you that are maybe contemplating going through a divorce and or a breakup, I want you to be able to look at and think about number one question is why? Why do you want to break up or divorce? Again, this is not judging, bashing. That's not me. No one should ever do that. And unfortunately, there's religious zealots out there that want people to stay together and be married forever and ever, no matter if they're in a toxic, miserable, abusive relationship. Hell no, people. Um, That is definitely not professional advice. That's bias and judgmental. So we're going to look at, you know, what are some areas or some things to look about that might help you decide if you want to stay in the relationship or in the marriage, or if it's better for you, healthier for you, to get out. Okay. So we look at, you know, number one, everybody jumps to cheating, right? I am not a big fan of once a cheater, always a cheater. That's so not true. Okay. Yes, there are habitual cheaters out there, but I think that's sort of rare and habitual cheaters go for women and men. Everybody assumes it's men. Oh no, no, no. There's a lot of habitual cheaters that are women. So You know, if it's one person had an affair and you're already contemplating, you know what? That was my deal breaker, Greg. I I hear this often, right? My deal breaker is cheating. She cheated. He cheated. I'm looking at why, what was going on in that relationship. That does not mean that the marriage or relationship has or should cease, okay? There can be healing that sets in. There can be, you can work on issues and build that trust back where that cheating will never happen again. However, let's be honest, right? I I don't want people to stay if you're going to be miserable, okay? But again, are you looking at, is there genuine remorse and guilt for the behavior, right? Are you reconnecting? Are you learning about maybe what created a betrayal in the first place? Again, that doesn't justify or condone it. Now, you know, are you able to forgive and to be able to put that behind you, and I call people that do this are the brave ones. They're the warriors that work at and look at really what was going on, what created that. And again, that doesn't excuse that or condone that. Not at all. Okay. 
And real quick, people, <coughs> oops, sorry. Join, I want you to throw out your questions, your comments down below. I'd love you to join, you know, the comments below. I'd love to answer any questions I can um, the best I can. I'm all about helping people out there have the relationship they crave and also having that level of self-respect and self-love. And that's where this comes into play when you're talking about a possible divorce or a breakup, right? Another thing, are you always or maybe not always, but you're frequently talking about, I want a divorce. I want a breakup. Is this a constant rinse and repeat going on? Then maybe you need to really look at what is going on. Are you crying for help? Meaning you're trying to get your partner to pay attention or look at, hey, why do you want a divorce? Why do you want to break up? And again, that's what I talk about, right? That's what I go after. And that's what I bring about. Hey, why do you want to break up and can we fix it? Can we heal it? Are you constantly not feeling loved, not feeling respected, not feeling desired, and not feeling a priority? You're not feeling appreciated. You're not feeling important. And I'm not talking. There are people out there. I don't feel this for one day. I want a divorce. I want a breakup. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? This is real life, okay? We need to be realist and not live in a fantasy land or mythology about relationships, about marriage, okay? We're not going to be perfect all the time, but we're looking at, again, is this consistency? Are you feeling one of those things? And now we look at, is it going to change? Number two, do you want it to change? And number three, is it even possible for these aspects to change, okay? So another aspect that we, I hear a lot about, everybody hears about this, right? About growing apart. We, Greg, we just grew apart. Or maybe friends, family out there that have been through a divorce or a breakup. Hey, we just grew apart. And growing apart means that maybe you want totally two different things. Maybe one changed their mind that you both agreed you want a child or you both agreed you don't want kids, which is fine. Okay, that's nothing wrong with that. However, um, then a year, two, three years later, you're together and one deeply changes their mind. And it's not just a whim. Okay. It's just not, Oh, I changed my mind one day and the next day. Uh, I don't know what I was thinking. Right. I, I think most people go through that, but I'm talking it's in their essence in their core that they changed their mind. They want a child or they decided they don't want a child. And we just grew apart. Um, one maybe decides they just don't want to be in a relationship or married anymore. They don't want to be accountable to anybody, okay? And is this a bad thing? It's sad. I understand that. But do you want to be with somebody that does not want to be with you? Do you want to have sex with somebody that does want does not want to have sex with you? And again, it's very difficult and it's hurtful and it's gut-wrenching, okay? And we can look at these elements and look at, hey, you know what? I want to look at why you don't want to be with me, why you don't want to have sex with me, and can we work on it? Or, you know what, we've tried everything. We tried professional help, and it just is not working, and I realize I'm not going to be happy in this relationship. And then that might be a legitimate reason, a bona fide reason that, the relationship might be better off ceasing or ending, okay? Um, now, 
What about chronic feelings of not wanting to come home? Okay. A lot of people look at, you know what, I I don't even want to come home because every day we come home, we're going to cause an argument. There's going to be an argument. There's going to be fighting. I'm going to realize, you know what, again, that I'm worthless, that I'm no good, that whatever I do, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. No matter what I do, it's not recognized in a positive light. It's always the negative. Oh, how come you did not do this? Or you know what? This looks like this. They don't look at the positive. It's always the negative aspect. And we can look at and bring it about, hey, you know what? Is there any positive stuff you like about me? What are the positives you like about me or love about me? And if they have a hard time addressing that or talking about it or trying to make you feel special, trying to make you feel appreciated, trying to make you feel loved, and you just get the negative vibes and you bring this up and you talk about it, but there's no resolve and it's a repeated fence. So if you're always not feeling healthy in the relationship, you're always feeling maybe negative, you're feeling sad, you're feeling like every time you go to turn in that driveway, you just want to go elsewhere, that you do not want to go home, okay? Hey, Laxmancy, or Lax, I'll just call you Lax. I appreciate you joining in. And remember, you can join in, throw your comments down below, people. So you look at if you are a consistent aspect that you just don't want to go home because of the negativity, because the yelling and screaming or arguing, or some people, there's constant distance, and you're wondering why that person might say, or you're thinking about breaking up or wanting a divorce, okay? These are aspects that you really need to look at. You know what? Would I be better off if the relationship or the marriage ended and ceased so I'm not miserable anymore? And it's not about being selfish. Let let me clarify that, people, okay? I'm not talking about being selfish and about getting your way all the time. It's about the essence of who you are and how you are as a person, and you feel that that is shattered. You feel like it's not accepted, and you look in the mirror, and you don't like that person you are. That is a good sign to tell you that, you know what? This marriage is unhealthy for me and maybe for both of us, (coughs) where if one person is, you know, one person is terrific, great. They think the marriage is great, help, help, you know, healthy, happy, all that. And the other one's miserable. And I hear this often in my office that the other one has felt this way for not a year, not six months, five years, 10 years, 20 years. And they're afraid to even bring it up that they're miserable They're because let's face it, they don't want to cause an argument. They don't want to make their partner feel sad or feel bad, so they just eat this all the time. And that's not healthy for you. It's not healthy for your partner because they're not able to address this situation, and it's not healthy for your relationship or marriage. And now it's almost too little too late. And looking at that situation, is that why you are wanting a divorce? You're wanting to end that relationship, okay? Uh, Another aspect to look at about, you know, really, if you're contemplating divorce or breaking up, what about sex? Okay. Maybe your partner, you know, doesn't want to have sex with you, or maybe 
that partner wants to have sex with you every day, but you don't want to have sex with them. And it's, you know, everybody talks about uh, being attracted to physical aspects of it. But what about the mental, the emotional aspects? You just don't feel emotionally connected. You don't feel turned on, not only physically, but you don't feel turned on about your partner mentally, emotionally, that they're not doing it for you or you feel so disconnected that even the thought about having sex with the partner is like, oh, you know what? I'd I'd rather fricking go and paint the walls. I'd rather go fricking uh, replace the plumbing. (laughs) I'd rather go pick up dog shit in the backyard, right? That's a sad situation. And you look at it, can that be repaired? Can you talk about it? Can you look at what is needed to kick up the desire? You kick up the, um, you know, the passion for one another, the emotional connection that you pick up the mental connection with one another to try to fix that situation, okay? In another situation I, I look at, and I talk about, you know, desire um, and fulfillment with sex, and desire usually is equal to pleasure, right? The more desire you are is probably the more pleasure you're getting sexually, physically, emotionally, mentally in the relationship. However, when you don't feel desire in a relationship, I look at, you know, is it a medical issue? Let's be honest. I want to cover, remember, no regrets. I want to know if there's blood pressure issues, heart issues. Maybe medication is killing the desire, sexual desire that you feel, the horniness, if you will. Medication, uh, diabetes. You know, I want to rule out all the health issues that could be going on that is killing it. Fatigue, exhaustion anxiety, depression, all these can, you know, destroy desire in libido in a relationship, right? Um, women, hormone aspects as well, you know, estrogen levels, pregnancy, you know, given birth and postpartum depression or given birth and your hormones get all thrown out of whack. Women, I, I know this, okay? Men, of course, testosterone uh, imbalances, thyroid issues. I want to throw out you know, try to look at all these aspects. Is it desire or in a big thing is, do you desire other people? You just don't desire your other person, your person, right? Hey, man, I'd love to, oh my God, have sex with this person. This person I find attractive. I talk to this person. Oh my God, I want to rip their clothes off. But you never feel that way with your partner. And it's been a long time that you, again, no regrets. You've brought up the issue, you're honest, you're open about what you want to feel with each other and what you need from one another, and it just is not going anywhere. So when that situation is definitely a situation where you want to contemplate, you know, divorce or contemplate, you know, breaking up that this just is not doing it for me. And I broke, you know, if there's chronic abuse, uh, chronic disrespect in a relationship and it does not change that you feel belittled you feel degraded you feel like you're you know almost looking over your shoulder when the next time is where you're going to get you know berated degraded i mentioned you know that you feel just you know so belittled and worthless in the relationship because of mental psychological emotional or even physical abuse and we all know, and I talk about this, and I deal with it on a you know everyday basis. 
where I don't ever excuse it, okay, where people get angry, they get and they get in a physical altercation, and it's a one-time thing, okay? Uh, life happens, I understand it, but what I'm talking about is a chronic situation where this is almost every day, weekly, that these occurrences happen, then you have to look at, I need to get out. And that's what I mentioned at the very beginning of going live, that I don't want anybody to you know, be hurt or possibly get killed out there. Not at all, okay? That's where I want people to get the hell out, and then we can evaluate what's going on. Other than that, I don't want people to have regrets and looking at, have you looked at it? Have you talked to your partner or you just feel like, you know what? I, I don't feel alive in this relationship and it's been that way and I've talked about it. We've gotten or I've gotten professional help individually and it just does not change. And then we look at, is it fair that your partner, you know, feels unloved by you or you feel unloved by that person? And it's been, you know, tried. We talked to a professional. We talked about this till we're blue in the face and had good conversations about it, not arguing all the time. And it just went sideways. Okay. Um, Hey, Hey balls 58. I appreciate it. I need to, and I mentioned this last week too. I need to, uh, look at, uh, how to do the request to be in the live video. And I need to screen for it too. Uh, because I need to watch out what is going on and what is happening um, in the uh, situation, okay? Hey, uh, Christian, da- is it Christian Davy? Hey, appreciate you joining in. But look at these and contemplate, you know, are these chronic occurrences going on in the relationship and what is going on? Another aspect, and I, I talk about this with a lot of couples, um, where one person, and this is legit, okay, we all know people have a, maybe a blinded perception, I call it, where, um, how can I say this, that one person does all the work in the relationship, there we go, okay, where you feel like you're putting all your energy into the relationship and your partner is not doing anything. And this is going on for a long time, okay, and I look at, you know what, then why would you want to be in that relationship if you feel unfulfilled? Hold on. Let me back up a little bit, okay? We need to look at what is going on in our lives and our partner's lives too. Their sister, their brother, their mother, father, whatever, is dying of cancer and they're in hospice and they're trying to take care of them and you are saying, well, I'm putting everything into the relationship. Come on, people. We need to be realistic again, and we need to be compassionate and understanding that, you know what, they can't be there 100%. Remember that old adage about a relationship should be 50-50? It's going to be 70-30 sometimes, 80-20, 60-40, but you want it to sort of balance out. And remember, you're going to want your partner to be there for you and pick up the pieces to sort of have your back if you're in that same situation. So you need to be able to realize because your partner can't be there now, is it because of a chronic illness? They're caring for their loved one, you know, dying of cancer or another illness, okay? It's gut-wrenching. It's devastation. And they don't need to feel guilty about that, nor would you want to feel guilty about that as well. This is where I want you to look at, you know, okay, now, 
those situations are not going on. Their loved one is not dying, passing away. You know what? They're not in chronic pain or dealing with chronic illness themselves. Now we look at, am I putting everything into it? And it's been that way for a long time. And I talked about, you know, with people pleasers or doormats, when they're with control freaks, the relationship will go well, right? (laughs) I'm not going to say it's healthy. Not at all. Because, right, the people pleaser, the doormat, will be doing everything in the relationship to make that relationship feel healthy, to always please the control freak, right? And the control freak won't be giving anything back. Maybe they're paying all the bills, right? But they won't give all the emotional. There won't be any emotional connection. It's all about them. That's not a healthy situation, and that's another where you have to look at, hey, why am I doing this? Is this healthy for me? And believe me, breaking up or going through a divorce or thinking about a divorce, wanting a divorce, it's not easy. I I tell people, I get it. I've been there long, long, many, many, oh my God, 27 years ago now. So I've been through it a long time ago, okay? So this is where I want you to, you know, is this a chronic situation Why are you thinking about breaking up? Why are you thinking about a divorce? And look at these elements that are going on. I look at chronic. I look at consistency with the bad stuff. I would love the good stuff to be, you know, consistent. Absolutely. Number one, are you talking about how you're feeling in the relationship? And maybe that person just cannot be that person for you. And maybe they just can't, not that they don't want to. Again, maybe it cuts across their values. It cuts across who they are as a person. And that's part of we just grew apart, right? So are you getting any enjoyment? Are you getting any fun, any excitement, any passion from that relationship? And we're not talking about the honeymoon phase that lasts, you know, you want it. We all want it to last forever and ever and ever, but some of us realists, right? Do we really want it to last forever and ever? Or do we need a break? Do we need someone on a follower on my Facebook page talked about, you know what? I don't know if I'd have the energy for that honeymoon phase to last forever and ever and ever. We need a break from it, right? We need to breathe from it. But we still want that in love feeling. We want that love feeling to become more deeper, more understanding, more compassionate. Absolutely, right? So we look at, are those going on, and what is the reason you want to break up? What is the reason you want a divorce, okay? Especially a divorce is maybe a bigger decision, but I tell people, you can be married for 10 years and want a divorce and be living with somebody, dating someone for 10 years, and someone wants to break up, and I tell people, which one is more emotionally painful? Um, the legal aspects of divorce, I get it, but both of them are going to be emotionally grueling and they're, they're going to be heartbreaking. Okay. And this is where I want people to really do a gut check and look at, you know what, what am I getting out of the relationship? Do I feel like I can be myself and am I getting what is important to me, the essence of who I am out of the relationship? Because you, me, Everybody in a relationship or marriage, they're in it because we're getting something out of it. Let's be honest, okay? 
And it's not about being selfish, okay? Some people have a need to want to be needed, right? They always want to be needed and give to that person. And when their partner is more independent and they don't really need that person anymore, but they love them, that person that's going to always have that um, obsession, if you will, to feel needed, um, will feel like they don't have a purpose and they're going to feel lonely and they're going to maybe look for other avenues and maybe other people where they can take care of them. That they always, you know, that wanting to be needed feeling is, you know, satisfied, fulfilled. And that's what happens when you look at, you know, personality traits. You look at, you know, personality. You look at lifestyles and maybe those change and it's just not working for you. So do an assessment, okay? <clears throat> Look at how long's it been going on for that I've been feeling this way. Number two, am I talking about this to my partner, being open and honest and being transparent how I feel? I know it's, believe me, I know it's not easy, but you need to be open and honest because it gives your partner a chance to address it and to try to heal the relationship. And number three, have we talked to a professional to really work this out. And again, like I said, if your life is in danger, you're going to get hurt or get killed. I want you to get to a safe spot, okay? And it doesn't mean right away because we know you might not have money. You might not have, you know, support mechanisms. The, you know, domestic violence shelters, they might be full, might be booked. Women or men's shelters because there's men in abusive situations as well. They might be booked, so there's got to be some planning in place, and a lot of people don't understand that, but I want you in a safe place, okay? So you look at, you know, why do I want to break up or a divorce, and what have you tried to try to heal it, and then you look at maybe it's healthier if we do end the, or I end a relationship, or maybe we file for a divorce, Okay. Um, not a happy situation, not a happy subject to talk about, but I want to help you. And that's my passion, helping people have the relationship they crave. And maybe in this case, it's also helping you have the relationship you crave within yourself. So you can look in the mirror and say, you know what? I like myself. I generally like my life. Again, nothing's perfect, but you know what? I'm making the best decisions that are healthiest for me, maybe my family, and that doesn't mean I'm living the life as a martyr all the time and I'm miserable. That's not healthy, okay, people? So check me out, theartofrelationships.org is my website. You can check me out all over the place, uh, social media, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, which you're here right now. Thank you, TikTok, under Love Guru Greg. Um, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I'm Greg Dzinski, love guru, Greg. I'm a fully licensed professional counselor, relationship and sex specialist, and have been for over two decades now, uh, fully licensed in the state of Michigan, and I'm in Metro Detroit. Thank you so much. Take care, everybody. Everybody have a great Wednesday. Happy hump day. Peace.